Hey there, friend. I'm Susan, and this is the Spark Chasers podcast, a series dedicated to the educational changemakers who embrace creativity, seek out challenges, and collaborate on solutions. This is a show for any educator looking to explore the creative side in the classroom, business, and life. So grab a cup of caffeine, your favorite flare pen, and let's chat about what's now and what could be next. Hey there, friend. How are you today? I am so happy to be here with you and connecting, which is exactly the theme of today's episode. And I know it's weird to think about connecting over a podcast, right? Because it feels, at least to me, it feels like it can be a one-way conversation, but it's really not because you and I are connecting on a deeper level. We're thinking about a topic, kind of exploring it together. And then the great thing is, is that we have this really cool button over on the site, over at artsintegration.com forward slash spark chasers that says, ask me anything. And so many of you have clicked on that button and have started to ask questions. Some of you are not shy at all, by the way, like y'all turn on the video feature and just shoot me a quick video, which is awesome. And some of you just send me a quick text, but it's great because then it really does feel like a two-way conversation. So if you haven't tried that feature yet, definitely give that a try. I'll remind you again at the end of this episode because This, as I said, this episode is going to be all about connecting, and I think it's important that um, it feels like a two-way dialogue between the two of us. So, um, the secret there's a secret that writers use in order to connect with their audience. So, I actually found this fascinating because I feel like authors do this kind of connecting, like we're doing, a lot. And you know you have a favorite author or a a book series that you just love. Um, I'm thinking of like the Harry Potter series and how everybody feels like J.K. Rowling connected to that inner child component of magic, right? Um, But you know, like you have an author that when you read that author, you're going to pick up every single book from that author because it feels like he or she is speaking directly to you. Like they're having a conversation with you that it re- it's relatable um, and that it's, it's meeting you where you are at that moment. And that is by design, my friends. Uh, there is a secret that writers use to instantly make their writing more engaging for the viewer or the reader and to establish connection. And it's called a through line. So essentially, a through line is a connecting theme, plot, or characteristic that weaves its way through either a story or a series. So if you have a long established series, the through line is going to have a common theme or something that keeps coming back to explore at a variety of different levels. So today, I want to show you how to use through lines in your teaching to make it pop and to help students deepen their own learning. So let's go. Now, fun story here, (laughs) behind the scenes story. So when I was digging into the research for this podcast, for this show, um, I knew exactly how I wanted to reboot it. We kind of talked about this in the, um, the show kind of trailer. So if you haven't listened to that, you can get the whole backstory on how Spark Chasers 2.0 kind of came to the forefront. Um, So 
I knew what I wanted to talk about. I knew how I wanted it to be different than the first time we did Spark Chasers um, because everything has changed and everything has evolved. And I think that nothing can live in its own bubble, right? So whether you're teaching or whether you're starting a business, a side hustle, using your teaching, so on Teacher Pay Teachers or um, as, a, as an established business on your own, um, or whether or not you're looking at ways, like you've realized during this pandemic that, that something needs to change and you've started to make some serious health and wellness decisions for you and your family. All of that is connected. It, it's not like you go to, to teach in your Zoom room right now, or even if you're going someplace to a, to a building, and then you come back and you focus on the other things in your life. Um, and the, the teaching doesn't influence it. Of course it does, right? And so that is that was one of the components of this podcast. But as I was working on that, I got stuck on the name. And the first one, and like our director of curriculum and assessment, Holly and I were chatting about the name over an entire weekend. Like we were going back and forth in email, in chats, in texts um, about the name for this show. And I, I relied on Holly because she and I think a lot the same way. Like we, we follow a trail down the same, same way. Um, so it was great to, to bounce ideas off of her. And we were both getting stuck. We wanted to have creativity in there and we wanted to have some idea of this, uh, of this common thread, right? Um, and so one of the first names that actually popped up that we went, oh, yes, was Throughline. Uh, because it's a perfect representation of what we do as educators in all areas of our lives, right? Because you can't just use creative approaches in your classroom and expect it to not have an influence on what you choose to do in your spare time. And because everything is connected and that is what through lines are about, it seemed perfect. Plus, through lines is something that drama teachers use quite a bit in their instruction um, before theater majors. And so, and of course it's a writing technique. And so the whole integrated aspect, it just, it was beautiful. So I originally thought that would be a great way to pull together all the things that we talk about on the show. And then I found out that NPR had beat me to the punch. Of course they did <laughs> because they're NPR. <laughs> so back to the drawing board I went and thankfully it all worked out for the best because I love the, the, the name Spark Chaser. Because what we do here is is we light a spark, just a spark of an idea, and then we chase that idea um, for to its fruition for whatever that looks like for us. And NPR's Through Lines podcast is something that I genuinely love listening to, and I definitely highly recommend. So if you haven't checked out the NPR Through Lines um, podcast, go ahead and do that as well. So let's just kind of get some understanding of a basic idea of a through line because we got to establish that before we figure out how we're going to use this as a technique for teaching in our classroom. And I want to share with you the importance of using this as a technique, especially now, because we just wrapped up our fall reboot, our remote learning reboot conference, which we had like 1400 educators who attended and it was phenomenal. But the thing we kept hearing over and over and over and over again was, I can't keep my students engaged when they're learning online. Um, how do I get them to turn their videos on? How do I get them to actually participate? It's so frustrating because I feel like I can't get them motivated to be engaged when they're behind a screen, right? 
Um, and that is a genuine frustration for many. And I think this idea of a through line is something that will help with that issue. And we can get into the issue of video cameras on, video cameras off, all of that. That's not the idea of today's show. I want to I want to broach that at a different time. But if you are struggling with student engagement, um, whether you're struggling with it with remote learning or if students are coming to you and they're just tuned out, you know, that whole idea of just being spent and you can't seem to get their attention even in the classroom, this technique of a through line may be helpful. So let's first establish the basics and then go into how to use that. So a through line is a theme, plot, or characteristic that connects stories together, right? So something that keeps coming back, this thread that you keep investigating. So for example, um, I like to, I love Grey's Anatomy um, as a show. I've watched it since it came on the air. I will watch it even if it's really bad. <laughs> it's just something that I enjoy doing um, as, a, as a personal aside. But the thing about Grey's Anatomy is that the same theme, the same um, through line keeps coming back, right? This idea of balancing the life and death the serious, the non-serious, um, exploring relationships at different levels, looking at um, the tension, and it's okay to live in the tension. These are all through lines that have been established since day one of that series and keep coming back, right? I think it's on what, season 17, and it still has millions of viewers. And that is the sign of something that has a good through line. Because if you don't have a good through line, then your character is just doing the same thing all the time and there's nothing new to explore. There's no through line that is making a meaningful connection. And so then a series will die. And the same is true in writing, right? So when you think of your favorite written series, so again, think about Harry Potter, that's a great example because we could use it with students or with ourselves. Um, the idea of that through line of light versus dark and having both at the same time, right? That Harry contains both light and dark. Um, and so does so many of his other friends and his family and all of that. Um, that this is something that connects all of the stories together. That's a through line. So authors use through lines for stories that have a lot of elements going on. So um, you can use it, you can establish it very simply with the example that I gave there with Harry Potter. Or um, for example, if you have something that is what we would consider epic content. So think about the Outlander book series. I know that there is a movie or a, a show that also um, is based on the books. But the books themselves have so much depth. Anything Stephen King is another great example. Lord of the Rings trilogy, the, um, the written novels, <laughs> right? If we go back to those authors and those stories and that there is a series, right? The, there are characters in there that have so much going on that are so layered and so detailed that if you... Uh, tried to throw all of it at the reader in one book, it would be overwhelming. It would be very confusing. 
So an author will use a through line to help build that character over time or to help unfold the plot over time. Another great example of how uh, people use a through line is in a TED Talk. Um, here's a fun little assignment. So after we're done here, I want you to go find um, a TED Talk, any TED Talk. Um, but if you have a favorite, like I love the Ken Robinson TED Talk um, on creativity. If you have a favorite, go watch. Every single TED Talk has a through line. And TED Talks are between 11 and 20 minutes, right? It, it really just depends. But within that short period of time, there is a through line that is connecting the beginning of that story to the end. It's what makes a TED Talk a TED Talk. It's the through line. It's how that common thread weaves its way across multiple elements, right? That is epic content. Now, through lines help the reader or the viewer do a few important things. First, it helps them to understand the theme or the character better over time. We kind of talked about that because, okay, for example, if you think about, let's start with Star Wars. Star Wars is another great example of using through lines. Um, if you think about Luke Skywalker and where he begins in that series and where he ends, right? Um, if you tried to throw all of that at a viewer, um, it would be challenging. You need the viewer to be hooked into getting Luke Skywalker through the challenges, right? You need to get them to root for Skywalker, but there's so much depth to Skywalker all the way through, right? And if you tried to throw all of that at them, not only would they not root for Skywalker, they would be so confused they'd, they'd leave, right? So the through lines help you to understand that theme or character better over time. It also helps the author to layer experiences, to again, reinforce whatever it is that they've chosen as the through line. It helps the audience to make predictions. So when we ask students, think about this in your own classroom, when we ask students to make predictions about what will come next, either in a piece of writing or in an artwork. So if there is a series of artworks that have been developed um, by an artist or a musician, a series of compositions, um, what we can ask students to predict what that composer or that artist will do next in the series, right? Um, so it's not just writing. There are so many ways to apply a through line. And it also helps the reader or the viewer to become invested in the story. And in terms of helping authors, through lines do a, a bunch of things for authors as well. That um, helps the author to chunk out a story so as to not overwhelm that viewer or reader. We talked about that. It also allows them to get deeper with a theme or character. Oftentimes when authors begin, um, they don't know where the story is going to take them, but they have chosen the through line and that helps them explore a character, right? Um, it helps to make their content super engaging. And this is why we're, we're looking at this in terms of using it in your classroom, which is coming up next. Um, when you use a through line, um, and especially when you pick a through line that is a bit broad, like the difference between light and dark, like having living intention. Um, there are so many ways that you can go about that. And it does make the content 
sticky, engaging for the viewer or the reader because you want to know what happens next, right? Through lines are directly connected to another technique called open loops. Now, open loops allow you to hook a viewer or reader and gives you a reason to circle back. And if you've been paying attention, I have opened two open loops already. I just told you not very long ago that we are going to talk about why through lines are super engaging for your classroom. And I said, we're going to talk about that in a minute. And then I started to talk about the idea of open loops, right? I left that idea out there so that you knew, okay, we're headed in that direction. I got to stay focused so that when she gets there, I'm ready, right? That's called an open loop. And so through lines and open loops are like sisters, right? You start with a through line, a general theme, and then it allows you to open any loop that you want so that you can come back to it later through your through line. Make sense? It's a little difficult, I think, over audio to, to visualize what I'm doing right now with my hands because there's a lot of looping going on with my hands in the air. But hopefully you can kind of see that in your mind, visualize that. And here's another quick challenge for you. If you're going to go watch your favorite TED Talk and you're going to look for that through line, also try to count how many open loops that speaker starts with because I guarantee you they're going to have at least two open loops that they're going to come back to towards the end to close for you. Okay. So now that you kind of have an understanding of what a through line is, what it does, why we use them, and this idea that it has this kind of sidebar technique of open loops, let's talk about how to use those through lines in your classroom. Now, obviously you can use through lines as a writing technique, right? You can help students use through line to expand their own writing and storytelling. You can provide direct instruction on what a through line is. You can share that. You can then begin to have them use that in their own writing and it will make it stronger. So certainly if you are teaching writing, you can use that as a way to enhance that writing. Um, but what's more interesting is to look at through lines for both lesson planning and as a creative technique to pull in various art forms. So let's talk about how you do that. So for lesson planning, you're gonna use your yearly scope and sequence to find when you're circling back to specific topics to add or expand on them throughout the year. Something that happened um, specifically when Common Core was released, but it was actually happening before then, we just made it uh, more visible during Common Core, was this idea of a spiral curriculum, right? So the idea that we keep, we come back, we teach a, con a concept and then we come back to that concept um, throughout the year so that we're building on those skills towards mastery, right? So we do this naturally. We could consider that a through line. So I want you to go through your yearly scope and sequence and think about um when you're coming back to specific topics. Because once you know when each of these topics or themes or ideas occurs, you can design a through line concept. So for example, if you know that you'll be looking at place value multiple times throughout the year, right? Because place value, particularly for third, fourth grade, that's a little tricky. Um, and we need to come back to it over and over, right? So 
you know you're going to be looking at place value multiple times throughout the year. Explore the idea of a digit value through line because place value really refers to the value of each digit in a number. So if I'm looking at the number 125, the one is the value of the hundreds place, the two is in the value of a tens place, and the five is the value of the ones place, right? That these are digit values. So what else could we look at in terms of values and how we combine values to make something that's more comprehensive? That is a through line. So you could try to create a place value story that you could add on to throughout the year. So something that I did, um, I was a music educator for a long time um, before I moved into arts integration. So one of the things that I did with my elementary students is uh, I developed a story on the notes. So I needed my students to use, to understand the eight notes in a scale, right? And oftentimes, especially in Kodai, it's a methodology of music, we use do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, right? Everybody who has ever heard the sound of music will recognize those solfege names, right? Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. And so in order for my students to not only know those names, because that was a, a key piece, but also understand how they related to one another, how the intervals could be combined, who were allies, who were kind of enemies. I developed a through line story for each of the characters in the, <laughs> the note names. Um, and that story could last me from first grade all the way to fifth grade. Um, and each year I'd add a different element to that story. And so a through line doesn't have to just be one unit. A through line could be something that you come back to all year, or if you teach multiple years, you could have a through line that, that establishes students' um, understanding year over year over year. So for example, in first grade, students learn so and me. So me, so me, so me. And so we start with the, the interval so, and I talk about how he is this, you know, angry little man that he likes to live by himself and he's very, he, he likes to have ownership of everything and doesn't want to be around a whole lot of people and kind of like a curmudgeon. And that me ends up being his younger brother and he's annoying and he keeps knocking on the door and it sounds like mama, 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 right? Um, and so it establishes this relationship for students. In second grade, we add the mystery of Ray because Ray sounds a little off. So me, Ray, right? So it sounds a little different. So by second grade, my students love this story. They're hooked already. They, I will tell you, by the end of second grade, they are begging me to tell them the next part of that story. That's a through line, right? So when you can establish something creative as a through line for your students to come back to, they're gonna hook into it and they're gonna to wanna to learn more about it. That's a great way to use a through line. You can also use through lines for pulling in various art forms. So look for overarching themes in your curriculum and use them as artistic through lines. So for example, try looking at elements like form, rhythm, or color. These are, they, they cross art form boundaries, right? So you could look at form in dance, you could look at form in visual art, you could look at form in music. Um, there's so many ways that you could use that. And then use that as your through line when you're studying form in math or when you're studying form in composition and writing. Or the same could be said for rhythm or color, right? 
Um, they those kinds of through lines, those kinds of element focus can cross art form boundaries and also connect with other content areas very easily. And when you have a specific through line, it provides a home base that you can keep coming back to throughout the year. So it establishes already that there is this, this story, this through line that everything is relating to, and you can open those loops throughout the year. So, you know, in, in the next week, we're going to focus on this idea of form, but get ready because we're going to start to look at it through the lens of movement instead of through the lens of math. And so it gets kids prepared and they're like, oh, how does that happen? They get curious and then they want to show up. Okay, so that's a great engagement tool. And when we're looking at students who are struggling to engage, we got to give them a reason. And so a through line is a simple, easy way to do that that establishes their own curiosity and also helps you to continue to bring their, their learning to a deeper level. Now, the last idea I want to explore with you today is how to use through lines as a way to invite more student autonomy. Now, student autonomy instantly provides more ownership in the learning process. When students own their learning, they are more willing to engage and stay focused. And I really want to kind of address this because it is a pain point for so many of us right now. Right. So ask students to create their own through lines that they'd like to explore this year. Now, once you establish this, this is great for middle and high school students. Elementary school students can do this if you're um, if if they're kind of sophisticated about it. Um, I would say gifted and talented for sure could do this in grades four and five, um, but it, it will depend on your student population. In this kind of idea of asking students to create their own through lines, they have to understand what a through line is. That's why I'm saying it's a more advanced technique. But um, once you establish with them what a through line is, then they could start to look at the themes or the ideas or the characters that they want to explore this year and then see how those through lines that they have, have written down or established already weave into the curriculum that you have to cover and add them in as you can. Now, you could do this with younger students, but they're they're not going to understand the term through line. So you're going to have to kind of model that and work through it much more in a handheld way, but it's still possible. Um, but I like this idea, particularly with our older students who we do struggle to keep engaged, particularly online, of giving them some choice in the through lines that they want to explore and experience, and then look for ways specifically to address those in the curriculum throughout the year. Um, and then as an extension to that, select a few through lines on a specific unit that you're working on and have students either work in small groups or individually to select one of the through lines that you've picked. Right. So if you have, you know, like three or four different through lines that you're that you want to establish on a unit or even if you want to look at them as open loops, give those to your students or in your in small groups or individually. And then students can learn the content of the unit through the lens of their specific through line. So when you have them doing research, when you have them looking at content, ask them 
at the end, how does this relate back to your through line? How does what you learned today connect back to your open loop, whatever that is that you've given them? So that that answer is gonna be different for every single student, but it is connecting back to the through line that they chose. So that is really personal for them. It makes their learning meaningful, and it does so in a really easy way. Because then at the end of the unit, Students who explored the same through lines can compare how they learned the content through that that lens and they can share. So that's a really interesting way to get students to connect and engage is that, you know, this group of students over here explored the through line of light and dark. Right. And this group over here explored the through line of tension. And we're going to present how we learned about this unit through each of these lenses to each other. So the ones that were looking at it through the lens of tension may have missed some of the things that the ones who had worked on it through the lens of light and dark. See what I'm saying? So this gives an opportunity for students to focus and also to share, which is so incredibly valuable for them. Okay, so hopefully this creative concept is something that you'll be able to weave into your instruction. Uh, maybe not tomorrow, but at least to begin to think about it. Or at the very least, that this through line idea has sparked a new way to think about your curriculum this year, as we're all looking at ways to make our curriculum a little bit different, a little bit more engaging, um, and to kind of navigate where we are in the world right now. So now it's your turn. I'd love to hear your thoughts and questions about this topic of through lines. So remember that there is that question box on the podcast page where you can ask me anything. Just click that button and you'll be able to ask me anything you like. Uh, head over to artsintegration.com forward slash spark chasers and you'll find today's show notes, contact area and links for more resources. And if you're enjoying the show and know somebody who could benefit from our discussions, please, please, please share the podcast with them because together we can chase the spark of our ideas and make a brighter future for everyone. I'll see you soon. Well, check that off your list, my friends. You just finished another episode of the Spark Chasers podcast. If you want more, head over to artsintegration.com forward slash spark chasers for show notes, a space to tell me what you thought of today's show and links to what we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This helps others find the show so we can all grow and learn together. Can't wait to get together again soon. 